Hello and welcome. You are listening to Gay with God, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Are we still searching? The stories you hear in this podcast will melt your heart and can strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible. And you can be authentically gay with God. I am your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay With God podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. And as always, I thank you for coming back every week and sharing this podcast. You're giving us validity and visibility in a way that reaches people's hearts. And and I keep getting feedback from people that hearing the, the stories of the guests that come on this show has been healing for many people. And it has also brought a little healing to the people uh, who have been on the show and they they feel so much different after they've been able to just tell their truth and tell their story and know that they're helping others who may need to hear it along the way. So keep sharing and downloading and let's keep this podcast going because I love it personally and I love the the guests that come on the show and I'm so excited to hear their stories. So today, of course, I have another amazing guest to share with you. Dale Likens is the founder of The Open Table, a non-institutional open and affirming religious community. After a 30-year career leading traditional churches, he realized that his own values and beliefs no longer aligned with those of his church organization. He stepped out of what was known and comfortable to embrace an authentic life helping people to welcome the change needed to live truthful lives that are aligned with their core values is the purpose of his blog, the unlearning blog. Dale grew up in an evangelical conservative Christian environment where people who were different were shunned and attacked. Fearing that he too would find himself on the outside, he became afraid to use his voice and share his views. At the age of 55, Dale came out as gay. He would no longer deny the reality that had been sloshing around inside of him all of his life. After 35 years of marriage to a straight woman with whom he raised two daughters and shares two grandsons, Dale and his wife decided to stay married. They have been living successfully although not always easily, in a mixed orientation marriage. (laughs) Dale mentors and coaches other men who are also living in mixed orientation relationships, all of whom are from evangelical Christian church backgrounds. Dale's effort in this work and in all of the facets of his life aims to help others discover what in their lives is holding them back, whether it be relationships, societal norms, institutions, careers, in favor of living a truer, more meaningful life. His journey provides insight to help others navigating the path of merging their inner belief with their outward life. Dale lives in Cincinnati, Ohio with his wife. So Dale, wake, wake them. <laughs> Welcome to Welcome. the Game of God podcast. <laughs> it's part of my charm. <laughs> yes. So I love I I love having you here, Dale, because we hear a lot of times of people coming out later in life and and knowing they were gay, trying to pass, trying to get it, you know, trying to clear (laughs) whatever it is that we're supposed to clear, get married, that ought to fix it, you know, stay in the church, that ought to fix it. And and then it doesn't. And and most people that I hear um, leave that marriage, sometimes painfully, sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. together as a couple, they make that decision. So I'm interested as we get through your story and we get to that point where you decided uh, with your beloved to stay together, that, um, you know, that's that to me is just a very interesting and new kind of twist mm-hmm. to all of the things we go through as we're coming out. So, yes. So, again, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> so well, thank you, man. You're welcome. <laughs> and um, let's just yep. start at the beginning. I mean, okay. you came out later in life, but when did you know and how has that okay. affected you? So tell us your coming out faith journey story. When you were reading that little bio, I, well, it's not a little bio. It's like, well, that, uh, it's awesome. I thought, though. Where it's am awesome. I, gonna, I thought, where to start? So thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when did I know? That's a, con- it's not an easy answer to that. And, you know, it's not a straightforward answer. So I'm going to, uh, to take you through that journey a little bit. Awesome. So um, 
I knew I was different as early as I can remember. Mm. Uh, you know, really a little kid. Um, I knew that I, well, you know, I didn't have language for it or anything like that. But looking back, like I know I've always been attracted to guys, you know, like I'm curious about them. And just there was the same sex attraction that was going on in my life pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always, <laughs> I, I often say that uh, when I was watching the Partridge family as a kid, it was, it was David Cassidy who, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, was always on my mind and my, okay. got my attention. And that's just one example. So, mm-hmm. um, but as you mentioned too, I grew up in a conservative, well, I didn't really get into the church until I was in junior high. Um, but you know, but my grandparents who were big influences in my life and my, you know, were churchgoers and Christian mm-hmm. folks and my parents sort of as well. And um, so uh, just the family around me and people around my life early on and then in junior high, adding the church to that um, did not give me language or ideas or mm-hmm. even the ability to think Mm-hmm. I'm gay, mm-hmm. you know, and that this is okay. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't occur to me, mm-hmm. you know, that that mm-hmm. was what I, who I am. Mm-hmm. And so um, <clears throat> I just, you know, did what you're expected to do. And, well, and I, uh, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I, no, I just want to say that that is just so classic that, yes. you know, people feel that, you know, we wouldn't know if, if we weren't put around that if if kids didn't see gay people holding hands if kids weren't exposed to that then we wouldn't be gay but I'm one of three kids and you know my my grandfather was an uh, was a minister my uncle was a minister and we didn't have language for it either there was no Mm -hmm. representation there was no other than condemnation there was no language around having a same-sex loving relationship and yet my siblings happen to be straight so you know oh, i mean we're raised yeah. in the same culture and <laughs> right. and it's not it's not what we see it's who we are so you yes, struggled with right. that too that there was no language and no images for you to even have a clue no language no images mm-hmm. unless they were jokes oh right right or like you said a condemnation kind of thing or even if it I mean, basically, even back then, even on TV, and if there ever was any, it was a joke or it was mm-hmm. over dramatized, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just something that people, so the people in the room watching with me would have, you know, that right. just wouldn't have been something that would have been a positive experience. Right. So, right. so all of that just reinforced the path that my life took. And you're, mm-hmm. it is classic when you say that, you know, um, now the people that I talk to and that connect with me who have come from a a conservative evangelical Christian background as well. Um, And, and I, I think that's fair enough to say, I don't want to Mm -hmm. like be condemning of folks, Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, it is reality Mm -hmm. that they are looking to, you know, they, they, these guys, and they're mostly men who who reach out to me um, have been in that same situation and so they a lot of men in as we'll talk in a bit but about Mm -hmm. in mixed orientation marriages who -hmm. come out later in life have had that experience they've tried Mm -hmm. as you said to pass through they've tried to do what was expected and what they thought was righteous and Mm -hmm. that even god would expect and then just at some point in life cannot do it anymore and so that's that's my story too. So, yeah. so I got married at 20 oh. um, and had two, had a kid by 22 and two, two daughters, you know, um, uh, who, you know, are adults now, of course, and, and <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, the way that I did refer to, and I'm going to say attack, but <laughs> try to work with mm-hmm. my the being with being gay and the same sex attraction was um i referred to it as my struggle okay it was a struggle it was a struggle that i could win it was and it had a beginning it had reasons you know it was because my dad maybe was not so emotionally connected to me as a kid 
You know, I didn't have a lot of guy friends. I even went to counseling and I had counselors who even would reinforce that. Like if I just made good friends with guys, you know, and, and could have some sort of bonding and, you know, that it would fill the hole. It would, it would settle the struggle and then that would go away. So that's always the way I thought of it all Mm -hmm. through my life, even as, Mm -hmm. you know, I talked about being a little kid, but as I got into junior high and high school and young adult and married and, you know, so there was the struggle in my life Mm. and my wife from the beginning knew about the struggle. Wow. I was open about that and just for you you and needed, you know, wanted her, her support in helping me overcome it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so there we go. I mean, <laughs> I <have laughs> and thank you for coming. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. So that's Tie that up with a little yeah. bow. Well, then, I'm. Yeah. Then I was thinking, well, how do I get from you know 38 years ago? So. Well, so I'm just we... impressed. As we're pausing, let me just say that I'm very okay. impressed that um that you you were able to be honest and authentic with your your wife about your struggle right up from the beginning, mm-hmm. and and I honor her for for not turning away from your love for her or her love for you, that you guys made a decision to, to go through the struggle together. And back in the day, I mean, it really wasn't as prominent as things are now where people can, can look at all sorts of different relationships and they, they have a chance to resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Resources and, and to reach out to people, but you guys did it in the beginning of when it still was, you know, taboo well, and hush hush. Well, it's still taboo, but but it was it hush hush. And yeah. yes, it was very hush hush. And we well, and it's not like either of us said I was gay. Right. You know, I denied it actually. People I've been asked, are you gay? Do you think you're gay? No, I am not gay. And I believed that. <laughs> yes. Because I had absolutely. a struggle. Mm-hmm. And God, prayer, counseling, mm-hmm. bonding, you know, male friend, all of that was going to eventually someday you know, take care of this, this thing. Yeah, <laughs> so, this thing. So, so, yeah. so that's interesting. So how do you get from all of that struggle yeah. and being in church and praying all this time for this struggle to go away? Right. Where does that leave your faith when back then, you know, how did you, how did you reconcile why you didn't get what you perceived to be the correct answer from God? Hmm. Um, well, I think that's because I put it all on me. Mm, mm. Uh, and I think that's what my church did to me about everything. I mean, that's another podcast, <laughs> you probably, you know, but just put because all of the, the religious system I grew up in mm-hmm. was about doing the right things and checking off the list of things that were you should do or not do. And the not do list was way bigger. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if, you know, you had any issue in your life, it was because you didn't have enough faith or you didn't try hard enough or you didn't, you know, so. Um, so all the guilt. Yes, all the guilt. I have uh, written in a memoir that I'm working, I'm actually submitting to agents recently and um, that I put it this way that um, I was in a, I believed that and was taught, I think, that God both uh, hated me and loved me at the same time. So that's that thing Mm -hmm. going on inside Mm -hmm. of me. So, Mm -hmm. so, you know, we made it through all of that just, you know, by not, I don't know. We just, I didn't believe I was gay. I never thought I, I didn't have a thought. This is something I think is real important for people to understand at least my story. And I think it's true for some others. I (laughs) didn't have an idea a thought that I was gay. Uh So again, it's because I was in this struggle and it was a battle, you know, and I was going, and it would eventually end. Uh So um, at 55 in 2018, uh, I had gone through, um, try to put this in a nutshell. I'd gone through that whole year was, and the one before was real instrumental in my life in uh, lots of ways. Um, And I had taken a renewal leave that year uh, to just kind of focus on this place that I was feeling, you know, I wasn't 
meeting my professional goals as a pastor, which I had was pastoring in the United Methodist Church since 1989. I was thinking, you know, what do what's going on with me that I need to, you know, work on or what rev- things do I need to spend time? Um, I had been back to counseling, which is kind of an ongoing thing in the background of my life. <laughs> and, um, and there had just been a lot of things come to this point. So I had made some decisions, some, you know, steps forward. And so July of 2018, I was on vacation, taking vacation time. Well, so was my wife and we were at home and watched, had, we were watching uh, the movie Love, Simon on the mm-hmm. DVD uh, about a high school kid who is gay, a boy who's gay, and then uh, struggles with coming out and then gets outed. So that, that's the story. And I had, I had wanted to see it when it was in the theaters and didn't. So we watched it. And I just, I, re- I really connected with Simon. And I didn't expect all of that. And when mm-hmm. it was over, Midge, I was in like tears. Aww. And it was, here's the way I talk about that, uh, is it felt like, not in some literal sense, but it felt like God like sat down mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and said in, right to me, look, give up the struggle. Mm. This is who you are. And you mm. need to just accept that and say it and own it. Mm. And so Shelly, my wife, um, you know, she knew I was crying and I said, we need to talk. And we sat down on the, on the couch and she said to me, you really are gay, aren't you? And I said, I, I am. I said, I just can't, you know, live anymore, not accepting that. And it has just been, as a matter of fact, we get a little emotional now. It's been the most amazing thing, to be honest. Mm. And as I heard someone say um, on a TV show recently, a Netflix show, (laughs) (laughs) but um, uh, I heard someone say about their coming out that someone asked them how that, what was different now. And Mm. I got asked that the very next, you know, after I came out publicly, which is about a year later, I'll, I'll talk about that. But, mm-hmm. um, and I loved what they said because it resonated with me. So I've, I've borrowed that, but I no longer hated myself. Mm-hmm. So that's oh. what was different. And it still is. It's been an amazing journey. Yeah. So we pretty quickly, I mean, not, you know, I don't know if that day, I think we talked about a little teeny bit, well, what's that mean for us? And we knew mm-hmm. that there's no way we can answer that, you know, in a moment. Right. But uh, we did pretty soon, you know, make the commitment. It was like, well, we love our life together. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I love you. You know, I told her and we loved each other. Um, and you know, we have a family with grandkids um, that we enjoy together. And, and it's like, you know, we're going to try to make this work. Let's just see what happens. And mm-hmm. so uh, we did that um, and found, re- you know, found other groups that you were talking about earlier. There mm-hmm. are several uh, straight spouse network. Um, there's uh, actually, I don't know all of them. Shelly mm-hmm. is more a part of them than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and um, so anyway, she, she became part of those and we started doing some research and found out that there's a name for this, this thing called mixed orientation marriage and that we are at, not at all alone. Mm. And, uh, you know, so uh, one and, and, and that, that just, you know, fed into uh, this decision to, to try to make this work because other people were trying. Uh-huh. The percentage is really low uh-huh. about marriages that make that, that, that survive this, uh-huh. but we're doing really well. Good. And Good. Um, that has taken a lot of work. It's been three years now. Uh-huh. So we have worked both on, you know, our, we got a counselor together and then we've done individual counseling. And what we found Midge, mostly is that uh, the issues, the traumas we both carry 
to our relationship from our past, some we discovered during this time that have led us to the ways we react and behave and, you know, the triggers that happen in us were going to be issues for us no matter what. And right. me coming out just put a big wall up where they went splat. <laughs> you know, you've got <laughs> to deal with it now. Right. And so we did and mm-hmm. really did that hard work. Mm. And um, so that has just been a big, a big part. Well, the, the reason I think that we're still together three years yeah. and are doing really well. So, so um, this may be too personal, but how, how does that work? I mean, for mm-hmm. you to live in, in a marriage that is authentically loving, but not yes. authentically who you are necessarily. So yeah. how do, how, how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> how do you common... honor yourself? <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a common question. Shelly invites me to be fully me. Wow. And has, and she has said that to me, I love you. I don't want you to, and she talks about it better than I do. I, <laughs> she's, we're going to, we're in 2022. We haven't, yet figured this out because it's not been that many weeks into it Uh that we're going to uh, figure out how we can be of help to the mixed orientation marriage community and (laughs) and share our story and And you both will come back yeah you both will come back to the gay with god podcast and give us information okay when we do that yeah when you do that that i want you both to come back because um you know this is i think i think what you guys are doing is a gift to each other. And I think it can be a gift to yeah. the community uh, yeah. and it can save, it can save a lot of heartache for people mm-hmm. who are able to do it. I don't think it's the path for everybody. Clearly. It is not. And I and, would not want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and but, different people have their own comfort levels with how yeah. they or decisions they make about what will work for them and not. And so, yeah, you know, uh, I don't, you know, I'm not, excuse me here, you know, I wouldn't say that you have to do it the way we do it. Oh, sure. 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 So I came out to Shelly in 2018 and we didn't tell very many people. We told two friends, one of which is a counselor. Um, and they're, they're both gay, they're husbands. And, um, then a good friend of Shelly's who she said, look, I need to tell somebody because we didn't, (laughs) you know, and, and so I can have some personal support. And so she told person who was part of my congregation at the time. Well, all of three of those people were. Mm-hmm. And uh, rule of thumb is about a year or so before, you know, like give it a time before you bring other people into that because, and what I mean by that is even telling others, like for me to start coming out to people, Shelly and I needed to work, you know, to give our us time to adjust to that reality in our life. So we did it, it was about nine months. And so um, in uh, May of 2019, I told my mom and then my two daughters, we both told our two daughters who were just great. They said, they were just like, well, duh. <laughs> Seriously. my Your kids said that? Said, yeah. My, my one you know, they said, our friends in high school, I said, your dad's either gay or the gayest straight man that I've ever seen. <laughs> and so, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes in that. So that's not necessarily good. But yeah, but it was it was it's a fine reaction. You know, I, I appreciate yeah. their, You know, they were not. Yeah. Uh, and we we occasionally whenever we do at the you know, get a chance to all be in the same place at the same time. Once in a while, we will sit, you know, we'll have more conversation. Just say how you will answer questions from them about mm-hmm. you want to ask us how we're doing or anything mm-hmm. about our, you know, your mom and I. And mm-hmm. so we have those uh, pretty open conversations. Mm-hmm. So. That is awesome. Um, yeah. So and your so mom was I, okay too? <laughs> eventually. Okay. Uh, mom, mom was okay in the moment. Um, not great, but okay. But I get that, you know, I mm-hmm. had had time to deal with that for a long yeah. time. Okay. And, um, so then, uh, you know, in, after May of 2019, we started telling, you know, like my sister and then more people. And by the time 
I left the United Methodist Church um, and then started the Open Table, which was in July of 2019. By December 22nd <laughs> um, of that year, I came out to them, uh, many of who, you know, of them knew me for years, and then um, made it Facebook official that afternoon and decided I wanted to be authentic with with just everybody, you know, mm -hmm. and be able to be myself. And um, so that's what I did. And I got all so much affirmation. Um, you know, I was ready to unprint some folks, Midge, that day. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But never yeah. had to. And I know that that would be, you know, naive of me to think that everyone of my, you know, thousand people who are friends of mine on Facebook were happy or understood all of that because that's not the case, but mm -hmm. they just didn't say it. So that was yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was you, a, may, you may see your numbers dwindle over time. People just fail, fall off. Fell again. off. Yeah, that's it's okay. the opposite. That's gotten bigger. So, so um, yes, go ahead. So I was just going to ask. So when you left the United Methodist Church, was that on your terms or was that because they asked you to? <laughs> it was on my terms. Okay. And it really wasn't about me being gay. Okay. So, I mean, not directly. And that's, uh, so yes, I pastored there in the UMC for 30 years, mm -hmm. 2019, um, in March, February, March of that year is when they had their last general conference they've been able to have, uh, specifically around LGBTQ marriage mm -hmm. and ordination, mm -hmm. which had been a conversation, I don't know if that, I guess I'll call it that, mm -hmm. uh, since I'd been in the church uh, and I wasn't raised mm -hmm. United Methodist, but in seminary mm -hmm. in uh, 1986 when I became UM. Uh, UM. So um, when that general conference decided to uh, not uh, open those two uh, avenues uh, and, and to open the church to full inclusion of LGBTQ persons, I decided at that point and I had made this decision before the general conference that I was not going to stay uh -huh. uh, because I had, it had gotten, you know, to a point where I wanted to live my ministry or, you know, whatever. And I didn't know what that was going to look like. I didn't know what I would do, uh -huh. but whatever it was, I wanted to live again, this authentic, this idea of being authentic to who, what I believe and, um, I wanted to marry whoever I wanted to marry. I didn't want, you know, and, and I wanted to be open. To, I wanted to be openly open <laughs> about mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did not retire. I could have at 30 years. I gave, I handed in my credentials. I actually walked away. So I was not, I gave them back my ordination. Um, if you want to call it that. Uh, I actually still have the little paper from them. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, uh -huh. so, um I resigned my uh -huh. credentials okay. because I didn't want as an elder in the UMC and ordained elder, I st retired. I still would have been under their, uh -huh. their rules that were not in alignment with myself. Oh, perfect. And so uh -huh. now this is not the place for it, but there was another big piece to that. And, and I just will hint at it and mention it. So for 10 years, I had also experienced the hierarchy in a way that was not um, in relationship with me. I, I just felt I could not stay in a system that refused to, you know, um, well, refused to be in that relationship. It was like there was just more and more experiences that were uh, critical, that were uh, about things that did not, you know, I don't know, we're about uh, goals and numbers and money and, you uh -huh. know, on me about those things. And, you know, I don't want to get into all of that, but the church yeah. I was in at the time was having some conflict and it was not handled well from those above me. Uh -huh. And uh, as a matter of fact, so I, I, those two things together and uh -huh. they were like came together about the same time period is when I said, I'm not doing this anymore. So. You know, I think that that when we talk about a path of ministry, when when whatever we were doing is shifting, 
I think God gives us clear evidence that it's time to move and yeah. makes it uncomfortable enough <laughs> that, yes. that if you're not getting the message, <laughs> you know, right. I will move you. And, and it needs <laughs> to happen in a way that, that we can't tolerate what's going on anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and that truth is the only thing. I think we are all being called to, to be in a love relationship with ourselves, with the God of our understanding, with the people around us, and to put our ministry into practice under faith instead of um, necessarily following what we'd like to do. But, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I find myself in that place now, as I was telling you before we, we went uh, live, that, you know, what I'm doing now, I never would have thought I could do it um, mm-hmm. with the less income and still yeah. feel so fulfilled. Because that was always one of my struggles is, you know, not being poor and being able to, to afford what I need to have. But this has been, you know, the closing of the business that preempted all of the stuff that, that happened after 2019. Um, It was, I, I think it was part of a path to me to get clear about my own personal ministry, my Mm -hmm. own relationship with God, how to mend the wounds from the past. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it all had to happen because it got shook way up (laughs) i have a a friend that that was a psychologist (laughs) and she used to write these delightful and really informative really user-friendly psychologicals for the kids that i worked with as a school counselor and i said man i said you are so good at putting all this into words and to make it so user-friendly and she said i'll just throw all the pieces up in the air and see where they fall and i'm like see what happens (laughs) and i feel like that's what we are sometimes is our pieces get thrown up and we see where right all and where they need to be. So it yes. sounds like that's and what so, you went through. <laughs> it was. And so, like I said, it started 2017-ish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and was just, I was being undone, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and then it just, you know, gave me, I was able to, um, to make the decisions I did because yeah. I had taken the time mm-hmm. And the effort to, again, to do that hard work of mm-hmm. pulling back, taking the renewal leave, getting into counseling mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. Uh, and taking that very seriously and just mm-hmm. opening myself up to new possibilities. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so that all, I, I left the UMC in June of 2019 and the open table became, uh, it started, it became a thing <laughs> um, <laughs> in July like the second Sunday of July. And uh, so we were meeting in people's homes, uh, gathered about 50 folks who, well, the first meeting was in a park and then um, meeting in uh, homes and in some coffee shops and other places to uh, that first summer. And uh, then in September of 2019 started, pardon me, meeting weekly for worship and and then six months later, a pandemic came and, <laughs> and that altered the whole thing. But it has not slowed us down too much at all. And uh, because I said, um, you know, to those who were saying we can do this, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't have that on my mind that I was going to mm-hmm. start a church. Um, I was really getting convinced that the church was part of the problem mm-hmm. uh, in both mm-hmm people's lives doing so much harm and mm-hmm. maybe in the world. And I hadn't really thought that all through yet, but I said, if it's, you know, we knew right away it was going to be an open and affirming congregation where people aren't just welcomed, but celebrated. Mm-hmm. And then um, I said, if we're going to do this, it is not going to be focused on an institutional model. Mm-hmm. So we, um, mm-hmm. we, we just don't have much of that. And it has been just the most amazing thing to be part of. Mm. And I was thinking just the other day, same, similar to what you're saying is that, you know, I, I am doing something <laughs> I never thought I would have gotten to do. Mm-hmm. And it is just the most awesome, fulfilling thing. Yeah. And doing some really important uh, work in other people's lives who find us because they have been harmed or looking mm-hmm. for a safe place mm-hmm. or now we're finding people who are deconstructing their own faith but that's a again another mm-hmm. <laughs> another podcast yeah. <laughs> and looking for a place to do that yeah. and that's us yeah. too so anyway it has just been um 
you know, really, uh, really great experience. You know, I left a parsonage that was paid for by the church. Yeah. I'd never, you know, 30 years I'd lived in those. I'd never paid a utility bill ah. for 30 years. And so wow. it was a lot of scare. You know, it's a lot about pension and health insurance. And yeah. Like, I mean, the church paid for the internet and trash pickup. And, you know, it's like, I've wow. never my cell phone. <laughs> it's like, I never paid for it. So, wow. um, you know, two, two and a half years later, you know, that's all working really that's fine. Right. And it's been, I don't know, amazing is not the right word, but to think about how, you know, uh, God worked in all of that. And I uh-huh. was able to, to be part of, a new thing God wanted to do. So, yeah, well, you were open. Like you said, you wanted yeah. to be open uh, yes. to new possibilities. And, mm-hmm. and we say that, but then when we're given the new path of the possibilities, we're like, no, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> wait a minute. Why do I have to do? I know, really. <laughs> right. But so your openness and your willingness to, to be where you needed to be. And I'm so glad that you did, did start the open table because people like me, who continued to feel that the unworthiness of my gayness made me Mm. not likable to God and made me the abomination. And that, that my faith that was being, I don't, my faith story is something way different, but, um, but, you know, for me to feel like that, that it was taken from me, that you, that the church and society didn't give me a choice to have a church and a relationship with God. And so I always felt like it was taken from me and that Mm -hmm. I wasn't worthy to have it. So Mm -hmm. when my journey came back to try to find church again and a relationship with God, I was, I was glad that I found a church after many failed attempts that were horrible, but I found a church body that has my best interest at heart and my spiritual mm-hmm. growth at heart, including my gayness and a, and a priest that would show me those ways in such affirming and, and loving ways. And so if a church hadn't been available and I couldn't have found it, I don't know how I would have moved forward mm-hmm. because I never would have had the validation to say, Oh yeah, here, here's how the scriptures are read really right yes really mean so yes. so nobody yeah. you know other people had alluded to that but it you know it takes different developmental stages for me to yeah. get to the point to hear it right. and to, to be it so i'm glad that yes. you're doing that for people it is you know and we said when we were gathering people who were curious mm-hmm. at the beginning mm-hmm. um and one I, I heard, I wasn't at all of those meetings. There were some other people who were hosting them. And they said, someone said, oh, we're, you know, we're going to have a gay church. And they were like, no. <laughs> and this man who was talking was gay himself. He's like, uh-huh. we're going to have a church that's welcoming, not just welcoming, that's actually not a uh-huh. word to say, open and affirming. Uh-huh. Uh, but it won't just be about that. And, and so um, I say that to say, but what, so that's evolved over the time. Uh-huh. Not that it's, you know, we have lots of folks who come to our church uh, across the LGBTQ spectrum of, of, of being and then uh-huh. also, um, you know, allies uh-huh. and uh-huh. Uh, people who just want to be part of a church that's affirming because that's important uh-huh. to them. Yes. And yes. so, um, uh, but I have learned over this journey hearing people share their stories as they become part of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned how important that safe space is. Mm-hmm. And then I've also realized how important. And of course, you know, I didn't start the open table out either mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, out to everybody, you know, mm-hmm. publicly. Mm-hmm. So as I began to, to hear other people's stories and then realize for myself too, it was so important in our gatherings and in our, you know, any ways, ways that we are, you know, things that we do together that people hear themselves and are, and, and that the liturgies, the prayers, Mm -hmm. things refer to things that are important to them. Uh and that you know which they've never heard as a matter of fact they've only heard abomination and so you know to be able to stand at the table 
over, you know, waters, you know, a bowl of water and say, you know, we are, you know, we are one family, uh, queer and straight and Mm -hmm. cisgender and transgender. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's powerful Mm -hmm. for people to hear those words and Mm -hmm. to, you know, and words like them Mm -hmm. in from a religious leader. Yes. Uh, their pastor and mm-hmm. in their church and for it just to be okay. Someone said to me <laughs> recently, it was a guy who does our music and he was talking to his sister, but he leads the team that does music. And he was talking to uh, his sister who said, um, you know, she was going to come for something to sing. And uh, she said, well, I need to warn you, you know, my son might show up in a dress and with black makeup on. <laughs> and he was like, I must not have told you about the church that I'm attending now. <laughs> that would just be so okay. And as a matter of fact, we have people who he would be able to identify with, who, you know, other young, young people. Yeah. And anyway, I, that even that just was such a powerful thing for mm-hmm. her to accept that there is a place. Yes. She felt the need, you see, to apologize not apologize. I, I don't, you know, but you can yeah. see in that, that she wanted to say, Hey, heads up. Yeah. He may yeah. not fit. Yep. Yeah. And then the, someone from the open table was able to say, Oh, he fits just fine. Yeah. Amazing, powerful experience to be a part of a community, mm. you know, that, that just is just okay. It's just okay. With wow. Me. That's awesome. Love, love, love. Oh, Dale. I'm so glad you did that. And it's online now. You've you've transitioned to online. Or are you still meeting in person? Uh well, well, we've been through that whole yep. journey. <laughs> we we are in person since July last year. Uh, okay. July, yeah. Um so but we but we record those. So we are virtual through Zoom every Sunday. No, let me I should not say that. I, I let <laughs> I want to say every Sunday we gather for worship. We do not, not do that every week. Okay. Again, we're a, we're a very different non-institutional yep. way of thinking about church. So, so um, when we gather for worship, which is the second and third week, um, it, you can join us virtually on Zoom. And that Zoom is recorded and it is put on YouTube. Okay. So all of that can be found on the church's website, which also is linked online. But um, anyway, that and, and the Zoom link and everything, it never changes, you know, so all of that is there. So you okay. can watch, you can watch videos from the whole pandemic, you know, the time that we were doing just videos mm-hmm. and then when we were recording in person. Mm-hmm. So all of that is available. So we are in person and uh, also virtual too and um, trying to do a hybrid. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So, so I guess to follow up on, on what we talked about a little bit ago, coming out to all these people and it yeah. going pretty well, um, were there any times where you really felt like it wasn't going to work in your favor? <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I want to say no. So that's another thing. My counselor's like, just go with your gut. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but, you know, midget was, it's, I think the, that it's hard to think about the answer just being so easily no, mm-hmm. because that seems like, oh, what, really? Mm. Um, so, you know, unless you tell me more about what you mean by in my favor. <laughs> well, I was wondering if um, we spoke about your mom, that she eventually kind of mm-hmm. came on board. Uh, was your dad living when you came out? Yes, my dad. Okay. Yes. And he, my dad. So I told my dad, I actually told him in an email and that's, not what my preference was, but that's a story I won't worry about telling right now, but um, (laughs) it was just due to necessity uh, Mm -hmm. because of timing. I was, I had not told him, I told my mom and I had not told my dad Mm -hmm. and I had seen him less. And then I was uh, going to come out publicly that like Sunday. So I needed to let him know. And I thought I would be able to see him and I couldn't. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I told my dad, but his response was, you know, it was like, well, you're still family. We love you. And I thought, well, I'll take that. Uh Um, And then he's never mentioned it again. We just don't (laughs) talk about it. (laughs) So 
it's okay. I mean, I just, you know, I, yeah. I and he hasn't treated me any different. He's a great squeezy hugger and uh, you know, he still is. And he, so I know he knows that. So yeah. yeah. Um, and my mom, I mean, we had some moments mm-hmm. after that for a mm-hmm. while um, where she was trying to figure that out. And I'm not sure that she's got that all, you know, s- settled now, but she and I have, you know, are in a really good place, probably the best oh, good. that we have been ever. Good. So that's good. good. Yeah. Uh, yes. And so, um, so Midge, I think I say no, <laughs> because I've worked really hard on, I'm okay. Even if other people aren't love it. Now, does that mean that there were moments I thought Shelly and I are not going to make this work? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So do not get the impression, anybody listening, (laughs) that we made that decision and we're just, it was just, you know, squeezy, happy. Um, We had to renegotiate a lot of things and try to figure that out. And as I already mentioned, so I won't go through it again, but, you know, just work on our own selves Mm -hmm. so that our own fears did not derail Mm -hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I knew, I, I was pretty sure that we were going to make that work, but there were moments it was tough. tough. Yeah. So and I, I appreciate don't think so. My that. family's <laughs> been really, my family's been, a, you know, pretty su- uh, supportive and my friends, the church, mm-hmm. you know, of co- kind of, you want to say, well, of course, but that was still scary. You know, oh, sure. To oh, sure. To them. Some of them have known me for a long time and they're like, what? You know, at least I thought that's what they would think, but that was not the case. (laughs) Everybody knows. (laughs) I don't think so. I really don't. I'm just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I appreciate you letting us know that, that it wasn't just a fine and dandy tie it with a bow and we're all going to move down the little yellow brick road. Um, My family, my community involved for me involves, you know, a spiritual director, a coach, counselor. Mm-hmm. And lots of other people. You know, yeah. So, yeah. And many I pay to help. Me. <laughs> so, and many I pay. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think that's brilliant. I think I, I love I love this story because it's all based in love. You know, your love for your faith, your love for her, your love mm-hmm. for your family, their love for you, God's mm-hmm. unending love for you. And, mm-hmm. and to be to be surrounded by all of that through a very stressful struggle. Yes. And then an eye-opening awakening of who you are. Mm-hmm. I, I just, gosh, I love this story so much. <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, hearing you talk about it, I'm like, wow, that wow. is powerful. Um, and there is a lot of love. Yes, yeah. there's a lot of love. So tell me about this little memoir that you just kind of like s- skated ah. right past that baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> tell me about that. <laughs> okay. I have a working title anyway. Is, okay. Uh, um hush child how i found my voice and broke the silence Mm. um so i started writing this four years ago ish and um (laughs) it feels like a long time to me but i guess it's not necessarily um real quick it's a story you know because i don't want to you know i could talk about it all 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 day um but i won't do that (laughs) so i ended up in voice therapy really it started this whole journey mm. and through that therapy you know as a therapist uh, who uh, you know who was awesome asked me to you know relax my throat to relax you know and learn different ways of how I was using my voice all these years in in wrong ways or ways that were not healthy and I could not relax like I just it I realized how much tension I carried in my body led me to uh, long story short, led me to counseling, uh, discovered um, lots of family trauma and personal trauma and um, you know, it it just, it started this whole Mm -hmm. searching for healing and Mm -hmm. authenticity and then coming out and, so I, uh, you know, I started, I thought, I want to write about this experience. <laughs> Who would have thought that voice therapy 
was so so it's not about voice therapy but it is yeah. about my experiences yeah of you know what I was being asked to do and how I just was having such a hard time and then discovering the reasons that I carried this trauma in the cells of my body mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think we often do mm-hmm. and they become normal and so we don't understand what's happening so Mm -hmm. that's kind of a nutshell of the story I talk a little bit about it on my website but then when we created Mm -hmm. that at dalelikens.com we we you know I I wasn't at all close to being done so I can Mm -hmm. tell I can do more I should I I will be updating that soon good Um, so so say that say the working title again hush child child Uh, and then there's a subtitle Uh of how I found my voice and broke the silence and broke the silence. Yeah. That's a great working title. Well, I realized through all of that, that I had given away my voice. Mm -hmm. I had not trusted that I had anything to say, even Mm -hmm. preaching for 30 years that I had, you know, I fought to be heard. I, and, and the therapist, the voice therapist helped me with all of that. Mm. Uh, to realize that at one point she was just talking, and this is in the book, she was talking about just the placement of my microphone. She said, what kind of mic do you use? And it was a, you know, I said, well, I said to her, it's kind of like Britney Spears mic, you know, around the ear, <laughs> uh, right at my mouth. And she said, Pastor Dale, she called me, she called me. She said, Pastor Dale, you don't have to talk any further than right there. And she put her fingers right at her Mm. mouth where my microphone was. And she Mm. said, you have things to say people want to hear. Wow. And all of that, I mean, I cannot, that was just week after week of this awesome person who was helping me see that I had given away Mm -hmm. my powerful voice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it had been taken as Mm -hmm. a child. It had kind of started to be taken away. And then Mm -hmm. I just learned that it wasn't worthy to be heard. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that, of course, that's Mm -hmm. all that came that started to come out with the reason to, you know, to take a renewal leave and to, Mm -hmm. so all of that journey is in the book. A lot of what I talked about today. That's awesome. And as soon as you said that title, Hush Child, I thought my mind went to, they hushed you and your authenticity, and then you could find your voice. So you and Shelly will be coming back to do the mixed orientation (laughs) relationship show. You'll be coming back when you publish the book and we can do a promo for you and get it Uh, started and send it out to the ethers. Yeah. You'll just be a returning guest. So um, don't avoid my calls. (laughs) I will not. And I won't forget you. So since, since we're not hushing you anymore, um, here's, here's, A question that I want to ask you before we end today. And, um, and if we get into more conversation after that, this, this question, that's fine too. But um, so if someone came to you and, um, and they, I can hear the dog starting to bark. So we'll just see. Okay, good. Uh, The wife must've gone squash, (laughs) squash that. (laughs) So if someone came to you and, and you could tell that they were struggling and that their voices had been hushed and you wanted them to be liberated before you sent them to the voice therapist, <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what would you want to say to them? What, what, what would you have wished somebody had said to you early on before all the struggle for that many years? What would have been the thing that could have helped you that you would want to give to someone else? Well, there's well, the reason I'm pausing is my mind, my spirit and myself mm-hmm. is going a couple Mm-hmm. many different ways because it, it, I was in so need of a lot mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so there is no way that anyone could get from that spot you just mentioned mm-hmm. Midge, to mm-hmm. a healing moment without a lot of digging and, and work mm-hmm. but I would say initially to them <laughs> yeah. that they are worthy because they are a human being alive on this planet, God, if they are, you know, if God is in their frame of reference, um, they are loved, I would say, mm-hmm. and uh, beyond their imagination. Um, yeah. And that whole sense of worthiness, which again, mm-hmm. just saying it is the beginning, but to believe mm-hmm. it and to internalize mm-hmm. that takes some, some, some work. That's the journey. Yeah, it is the journey, but yeah. it needs to start with just, you know, um, 
believing that there mm-hmm. is worth and value mm-hmm. to yeah. you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think everything else falls into place after hearing that. And, mm-hmm. and it needs to be said often, you know, in the beginning, mm-hmm. because we, we tend to take it back. You know, we may mm-hmm. give it to God and then we take back the shame and we take back the guilt and, and yes. it doesn't take much to trigger that back into uh, all of that. <laughs> not at all. Not yes. At all. And especially as, you know, folks who are LGBTQ, I mean, uh, we internalize mm-hmm. from if, if our experience has involved the church at all, mm-hmm. likely, I don't want to speak for every experience, but likely we have internalized some mm-hmm. sense of shame mm-hmm. and unworthiness and even homophobia mm-hmm. that we've carried around. And I, I did not realize, you know, I came to a point where I realized that that was true for me. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't know how, um, messed up mm-hmm. all yeah. of that had gotten me yeah so. yeah yeah and and so that's why we do what we do that's why you are at the open table that's why i'm here gay with god mm. because i could finally say the word god without feeling like mm. i was going to throw up or be totally yes. pissed off yes. all the time <laughs> just uh, that word. yes i understand that. <laughs> so yes. you know we are in a ministry of of enlightenment really to, to enlighten people's paths, Mm -hmm. to, to see that they are worthy and that they, there is a purpose for them and that they're loved. And I'm so glad that you're on this earth to do that. And I'm glad that you opened yourself up to that Mm -hmm. before we end today. Is there anything else that you would like to, to say, or anything that we've left unsaid for now? I know there are things that are unsaid that we'll deal with later. We will, (laughs) we will. A couple of times. It, it is not lost on me that I am um, grateful mm-hmm. for the journey I've been on and for where it is right now. So, mm-hmm. so well. I'm just, you know, I give the divine a mm-hmm. lot of, mm-hmm. and the universe and, you know, and God and Mm-hmm. However, people want to think about mm-hmm. the process, mm-hmm. but it was not just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because it's never just us, right? No. <laughs> We're in it together. Well, right. again, I know I've said this, but thank you so much, Dale, for honoring. Well, us thank with you your, for your story. <laughs> talking with me today. Awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And I want to thank my listeners for coming back each week, supporting and sharing and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to see more about Dale, I'm going to be putting some links together and putting them on the Gay With God podcast. But before I do that, Dale, you want to just shout out to where people can find you? Yes. So um, go to Dale Likens, D-A-L-E-L-Y-K-I-N-S dot com. On that page will be a link to the open table. Mm -hmm. a link to coaching and public speaking, as well as a link about my book and my blog, which is called the unlearning blog. And uh, I think, so that's a one stop and also Facebook (laughs) and Twitter uh, uh, links too. So you just go to dalelikens.com. You'll find it all. (laughs) It's all there. (laughs) It's all there. (laughs) And if you forget that, go to the Gay With God show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com and we'll have his delightful face and his links there. So (laughs) you can, that's a two-stop shop. Um, (laughs) If you are questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with the God of your understanding, if you are authentically gay, God has always been within you, even when you didn't know it. You have always been gay with God. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. Stay tuned to hear how you can join the gay with God community and check us out on the Facebook group gay with God. See you next week, guys. Have a good week and stay safe. I want to invite you to become a part of the gay with God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the gay with God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community 
will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.